Everyone wants more money, but most of us weren't taught how to create an abundant life. That's where the Law of Attraction, Manifesting Success Stories show comes in. If you are ready to have more money, create more freedom, and experience more fun, turn the volume up. It's time to learn how to create the prosperity and life you have been dreaming of. Here's your host, Cassie Parks. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am your host, Cassie Parks, and I am excited to have back today, Lainey Hodges. Welcome, Lainey. Thank you for having me back on. Always a pleasure to be here and talk with you. Yes. Uh, First question, because I know there's a lot of this. What is awesome right now? (laughs) (laughs) A lot is awesome right now. I just had what I would say was the biggest week in my career last week. I had the opportunity to present at a conference for a big major sports organization talking about improvisation as a tool for athlete development. So it's an opportunity I'd been working towards for many years that finally manifested and it was awesome. Yay. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, so let's, we're going to talk a lot about that and cause there's so much good stuff, but I want to talk about that in a way that let's connect it back to following the whispers. Cause we, we might've touched on this the last interview or it might've just come up in a coaching call, but there was a moment where you were like, I remember on a coaching call, you said, Oh, I got it. You saw one of my Facebook posts and you said, I have to actually follow through with the whispers and do that. Right. And a lot of things can come to mind of steps to take, and then you don't actually take the steps. So (laughs) I made that connection that that was something I needed to step forward into. And I think part of why I wasn't, um, there might've been a little fear attached with that and just finding the way to move through that and say, you know, do it anyways, because kind of what's the worst that can happen is that you get a no, and that I can live with. So I just decided to push through and sent a few emails out, and I got big yeses. So that felt great. That's awesome. Um, and and so talk about how you know just following those whispers was it? It was emails. It was all these things, and it really like following those little whispers is what led to this opportunity, right? Absolutely. I'd been wanting to present at this conference for a few years. I was already connected to the organization because I previously worked in their league office. So I I had connections and was always asking for this opportunity because I really believed in what I bring to the table in terms of athlete development and there was a change in a portion of the the leadership in their office over the past year. And I knew that I, well, I didn't know who had taken that person's place. So instead I followed the whisper to just send an email to the head of the department who I knew was aware of my work, even though he and I had never actually spoken. And then not long after that, probably I think less than a week, I received an email from another manager within the department um, asking to speak on the phone. And when we did, he said that essentially my email was forwarded to him with the idea of pretty much just get it done, get her there. 
So (laughs) I didn't even have to sell it on what I was doing. The conversation was more about, are you available? And would you like us to book your flight or get reimbursed? (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I want to take a second for people listening. Like the whisper was who to email. Like it wasn't getting caught up in like, Oh, but is that the right person? Is this, is that, but, but that's, but because it, when you look at this, like that wasn't necessarily the person who handled it. So what happens a lot of times is that, um, like if listeners, you've done this, you get this whisper, but then you start to think about it. Oh, but should it really go to this person or should it go to this person? And should I get this person to introduce me? Like all of these questions. But when you follow the whisper, that's, that's the direction. And right there it is. Then it came down as, we want you instead of you having to sell yourself to somebody new. Right. Exactly. And it it ties into, there were a few other whispers in terms of wanting to spread my work through either radio or through podcasts, other forms of media, just sharing the power of improv for athlete development. And one whisper was to send an email to one person. I never heard back from that person, uh, totally fine. And then another whisper to email another individual and their immediate response within, I think an hour was, I'd love to have you on my podcast. So um, just keep trying, follow the whispers. And when it's, when you're following the whispers, I think at least for me, when someone doesn't get back to me or I don't get a response, I no longer feel a sense of defeat or not good enough that I used to. And I think that's partially also because I've continued to grow in my business and in who I am as a businesswoman and entrepreneur with you as my coach so that it just, I don't take it personal anymore. It's okay. Or divert, go a different direction. So try this person. Absolutely. And I think the biggest key I want to highlight for listeners too, is when you're following those whispers, you're being that person. So whether or not one person gets back to you or not, like you're being your future self, like, Hey, I would be on this show. Like, let me reach out. Like I'm sharing what I'm doing in a way that's unattached and just following the whispers. And then someone, you know, you, you get that. And just being in the space of, um, you know, it's, the fine line in LOA and action, but being in the space of being that person often means doing the things. And if the action is following the whispers, it's all amazing. And I love that you're like, yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Like I, you know, I show up when people want me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're going to want me at some point. So you'll circle back on that email. Exactly. Right. Uh, <laughs> you'll get it. And then someone else is going to tell you and you're going to be like, oh, you were behind the bandwagon. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And this is all in preparation for my future interviews on ESPN, Sports Illustrated, you know. Totally. Oh, yeah. And the Sports Illustrated. I loved, um, like, that's just coming. And we had a conversation recently. I was like, oh, we like scripted that. Like, <laughs> we did was, script that. <laughs> yeah. What was cool is that it was, you were like, oh, this is happening. And that's going to get me in Sports Illustrated. And it wasn't even, it was like, oh, yeah, there it is. But there was never in the original script was like how. It was just the work. Correct. Yeah. But it was cool to see, yeah, what's coming up. So stay tuned to Lainey's interviews because it's going to be awesome. Actually, you'll just be reading about it in Sports Illustrated. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so do you want to... Um, 
how has your, your belief in your work and what you have to offer grown and helped you to keep trusting those whispers and be persistent? In my opinion, it's helped me to just continue to, to set the intention as opposed to setting a goal. I've never done well with goal setting myself because I think as, as you've explained it and it helped me to understand kind of why it doesn't really work for me is it's like a target, like target practice and that you reach the goal only by hitting the bullseye. So if I miss the bullseye, I had a tendency to feel defeated, frustrated, not good enough, not enough, all those sorts of things that would then keep me playing small. Mm -hmm. And by setting intentions, I feel like that really opened up the possibilities and then also just allowed me to step into who that person was. And reflecting upon my entire career, I can see that even though it's not what I, I didn't understand it's what I was doing at the time, but when I wrote in my journal, there's two or three entries back in 2002, 2003, when I was studying sports psychology out in San Diego, I wrote, I want to work with NFL players. And I didn't say I want to work with a very specific team doing this specific role, but it was just more general like that. I want to work with NFL players. And I've just continued to follow the whispers from there. And it's also aligned with, I can trace a lot of my connections back to a customer that was gifted to me from the universe that sat at my table back when I was waiting tables in New York at uh, California Pizza Kitchen. And when I sit back and think about all the dynamics that it took and the, the probability of who's going to get sat at my tables in this restaurant on an hour and a half wait during the holidays, it's such a miracle that this man was placed there because he's been integral in my being able to make connections that have led to really big opportunities for me. So it's just magical that I set that intention, you know, 2002, 2003, met him in 2004 and have continued that relationship. And it, it's led me to some really incredible places. So it's also wonderful to look back at how the universe has supported this dream that I have long believed in. Oh, I love that because um, I want to talk about this. Um, how has now that you look back, because you have to be far enough away from that to really see how it's all playing out or far enough away, but like, that's not exactly what I mean. But when you look back, how does seeing how that is all set you up, give you even more trust as you move forward? And, ha and amp up your belief in what's possible in the universe and what you ask for? That's a great question. I think that in part, when I wrote down, I want to work with NFL players, and then my first experience in doing that was fantastic, but also in a corporate setting, which is not in alignment necessarily with who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And it guided me to a different place. It was just a redirection. And even in that instance, I was working under a boss who directed me, you know, decided to take me to a conference where I ended up meeting somebody who helped me get my first job back here in Denver. So like another sort of magical connection there. And 
while I took a little bit of a break for a few years from working specifically in that athlete development space, again, there were whispers that popped up of, you have more to give in this arena. You, you, there's still something for you that you need to give. And that dream of, of giving that drove me forward and to follow those whispers. And what the universe had for me in this space is not something that was even on my brain or in my level of awareness. <laughs> I didn't even know that improv as a development tool existed when I wrote down in 2002, three, that I wanted to work with NFL players. It was not even a thing in my reality, but again, my path just kept taking me in the direction that I was allowing it to take me, led me to the discovery of improv as a development tool from a community that I was engaged in with New York, and then just continued to take steps from there. And even getting my first client was following the whisper, putting together, you know, one sheet. People ask me all the time, like, you know, how did you get involved with, with teams? And I just, I put together some information about what I'm offering. I knew where some of my stronger relationships were and who might be more open to improv as a development tool than others and sent that out to a very small number of teams and only a couple got back to me and it's just grown from there. So if I wasn't following those whispers and inspired, taking inspired action, I don't know where I would be right now, but it would probably be something that looked a lot more like a nine to five. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I agree. And oh, that's awesome. I love it. And I'm like remembering all parts of the journey as I'm listening to you tell that, um, at least the last five years. So one of the things, I love that whole story. I love how it goes back and I love how we can see that. And I think what advice, like knowing that and seeing this, this, your story play out, would you give somebody who feels like they're stuck and frustrated just right where they are? Great question. I think at first you're understand that as an entrepreneur, you're probably going to get some non-responses <laughs> or some no's. And that's not the end of the journey. And I, I have to give credit to a coach that I used to work with. I supported his athletes to remain eligible and track to graduate at a really, and qualify for college scholarships at a pretty high profile school in New York City. And that's the person who taught me never take no for an answer. And then I watched how he did, and I was like, oh, that, that works, actually. So that gave me the fortitude to just keep going, even if you get a no. That no might be just applied to that one question you asked, but there's another person you can ask, or there's another way you can go about it. So just consistently believing in what I had to offer knowing that it was powerful, continuing to improve my craft mm -hmm. and continuing to look for, or not even look for, but to take the inspired action on, on what to try. And every year things progressed a little bit more until this point where I didn't even have to sell myself to get invited <laughs> to this conference. They, they made it happen and they asked me to do 
I offered to do more than just present. Thankfully, um, my partner suggested that idea and it, the, it was a yes, a big yes. Right. And so I was able to do again, even more than I had envisioned in my mind initially. Mm-hmm. And it opened up the space for me to be there the entire time and really be you know, integrated and embedded back into that community, which was incredible. So I think that it's important to understand that no, getting a no doesn't mean that's the end. Mm -hmm. It's just a redirection. And that's been something that I think has been reinforced in my life through improv, um, as I've done my own training. Mm -hmm. No, it's, you might get a no, but I can turn that no into a yes and and look for other ways to go about it. And my, you know, if people wanted to label no's as either failures or mistakes, I actually don't even believe in those terms because anything that one could label a failure or a mistake in my life have either been the redirection that I needed or the lesson that I also needed to grow. Mm-hmm. So I take those as sort of grist for the mill in figuring out, okay, so what's another way I can go? So it's just a more creative approach to the work and almost almost like a game of like, all right, so <laughs> that, that path on life didn't work. Let's try this one instead, which just is more playful, more joyful. And eventually, you know, it led to a wonderful place. And I made some connections at this conference that I wasn't anticipating outside of club teams. And, um, you know, who knows where those will go. And once I start working with more teams and they enjoy the service, who knows where else they're going to want to apply it. Because I've talked to a few guys that actually have some big intentions themselves and how they want to implement improv within their team. And so all those possibilities are really exciting. That's awesome. I love hearing that. And I want to, as a observer and a coach, highlight one other thing. I think the nose also gave you time to become. Mm-hmm, absolutely. You know, go ahead. Yeah. If I reflect on, you know, who I was at this time a year ago and thinking about what sort of presentation would I have given then compared to what I did last week, I think it would have been a different presentation. And I don't know that I would have been able to stand in the power of who I am and what I do as well as I did this past week, because I had to grow into it. And I've done that through experience mm-hmm. is one part, but also through working with you because we started, uh, I joined the Enchanted Circle last summer, I think. So, yes. um, you know, I've been doing a lot of growth through the program, through the workshops from that point, And it's definitely helped me to, to become who I am today in my business and personally. I've had a lot of big changes since the summer. You have. I was just thinking, like, that is about six months or maybe eight months ago since when this interview is coming out. And there has been a lot of changes and a lot of growth. Yes. Yeah. And I, and I love that. And I, I also want to talk a little bit about, um, 
you know, it gives you time to grow in that interpersonal way. And it gives the, you, the universe opportunities and time and space, the no, I think to bring your work. So um, a year ago at this time, you were getting opportunities to bring your work into schools, into different areas, and which gave you the opportunity to constantly be in your work, mm-hmm. um, which I always, this, what I call that is getting paid to practice a lot of times because you're getting money and you're getting to, to practice being that future self who's delivering that work all the time. Whereas if you were just waiting, there's only a certain time in the season that you work with teams. Now, I feel like that's going to expand, but as they see it now, it's, it's only a couple months and then you have to wait. And what I see happening with, um, as I see more and more people is there is this middle where the universe gives you all this amazing stuff to, to help you become your future self, to give you the opportunities to practice all the things you need to practice and deliver it generally with a paycheck to help you um, make that bridge in terms of financially um, staying with your dream and keeping becoming your future self. And so do you think that time that you had to play with all the different organizations and all the different schools and all the kids on a constant basis is part of what helped you grow? Definitely. And as I reflect on sort of the last six months, I guess it actually hasn't quite been six months with this group, but when I started working with the transitioning adult prisoners, mm-hmm. um, which we have not been able to secure funding for yet, I've gotten a number of no's on that, and <laughs> I know that there's funding somewhere, so I will just continue to follow the inspired action to find the funding for that. However, working with them really allowed me to see the power of my work Mm -hmm. uh, as well as to have that consistent basis of working with people um, and working with adults since on the athlete realm for the most part I'm working with professionals who are adults so that that experience was priceless. And I even, I've thanked them throughout the last month, um, for allowing me that space to work with them and really hone my craft. And I'm so excited to see them tomorrow because I know they're anxiously awaiting to hear how the conference went. And, and I've had so much support from them. Um, so I'm excited to share with them, but that it also gave me a playground in which to try out some things. Uh-huh. Let's see, like, how does this game work? How does this game not work? What are some adjustments that I need to, to make? So, you know, it's, it's been great to have those opportunities to do that. And there were a few school clients that I've had for the past couple of years that I did not have this year, you know, due to budget changes or leadership changes, you know, whatever it might be. And while there were some initial feelings around, oh my gosh, I don't have this client anymore. What am I going to do? It evolved into this must be opening up space for something else. Mm-hmm. And that has continued to to come true. And I have a few things in addition to my athlete development work that are on the table and waiting for some responses on an old client got back in touch, wanted another workshop. So some spaces where I actually have not technically pursued 
<laughs> business yes. in that area are are coming through and in some pretty big ways. So that's also really exciting. People are coming to me. Yes, that is so awesome. I love that you touched on all that. And I just want to highlight because I it wasn't necessarily um, now it's easy to go, yeah, like some things ended and it's opening up space, but you actually had to do the work around that, right? Like you had to practice being okay with that and you had to practice stepping into your future self and knowing like, okay, if this is falling off, something else is coming, right? And I'm saying this for listeners, you know it. Um, but I love for people to hear like it's, there's a work to be done in that space as the shift happens. Absolutely. There's a lot of trust yes. <laughs> involved in being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, and I want to come back to um, the, the funding for this group and just uh, reiterate because we have lots of listeners that obviously we know how this story goes because we've seen it play out with this conference, right? Everything all the, the no's were actually building to something even bigger and better. And so for funding um, to support um, these amazing people who are transitioning, we know that this, this story is bigger and better. Like it's, it's, it's better than you can imagine is what's being created. And that's why there's, there's the no's, right? We can take that trust and we can apply it. And I'm saying this for our listeners as well. Like, this is how you do it. You take that trust and you know that, okay, once you know this story played out that way, you take that and you're like, oh, this is what's happening. Awesome. I know this is getting bigger. Like every time I get a no, I know it's being created even better than I could have imagined. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's, you know, a million ways that that, that can go or get funded or, I mean, I'm just excited to see how everything turns out. You know, I've also had the thought like, I just have so many clients in the athletic space that I can continue to do that uh, at the, with the prisoners without having to even be paid because I'm making so much money over here. I can right? take my time here. So. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so there are lots of possibilities in how this can all play out. And I'm definitely excited to see you know, what 2019 has in store. Absolutely. So one last thing I want to talk about today um, is you just sent in the biggest proposal that you've ever sent in, in business. Yes. Um, so tell, tell us a little bit about that. So I was approached via a contact from a couple of years ago in a different program that I did as an entrepreneur and, you know, someone that I think had consistently been following me on LinkedIn because I share on there daily as well. So they reached out with an organization that was looking for support on some public speaking mm-hmm. stuff. And I think some people wouldn't might wonder what well, public speaking is public spe- speaking. What does improv have to do with it? <laughs> but improv has actually been one of my greatest tools for becoming a very confident public speaker so they're actually tied directly to each other. I think it's one of the most powerful tools there out there to become a better public speaker, just and to become comfortable performing. So I created a proposal for this organization and it was the biggest number that I've ever put forward in terms of service. And again, a year ago, I don't know that I 
would have even said yes to this. I think I would have talked myself out of it. Whereas this year I was stepping into who the woman was, who was charging what I am charging for the service. And not, not just charging that because, oh, I think I need to charge this much in either in order to look like a legitimate service provider. I'm actually charging that because that is what I am worth. Yes. I love it. And I'm going to ask you for the number because I think it's important that you say and own it. Yes. So for a 90 day program, 90 days of service, I proposed a $14,000 service proposal. Woohoo. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited about that. And I loved watching you own it and own it. And what was cool is that the more you owned it and the more the conversation was about, yeah, this is what it was. This came from inspiration. This is what it was. The more you became it. And then I did the math based on your other work. I'm like, oh, that's what you already charge. It just looks bigger because it's in one number. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so then I, and which I love because then it's like, oh yeah, that's all that intuition is, right? Like this is, this is who I already am. I love when we can grasp onto that. Oh, this is who I already am, even though it feels bigger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So how did it feel to submit that? It felt, it felt awesome to submit that. It felt really exciting as well you know, rather than hitting send and feeling like nervous and, ah, what did I just do? It was like, no, here it is. And, you know, take it or leave it. And I have a lot of confidence they are going to take it because what I've proposed is really, I think, exciting and not touches not only on your public speaking. Yes, they're going to improve as public speakers, but so much larger than that, it's going to have a positive impact on company culture. Um, even though I understand that their culture is already really thriving and growing and sounds like a, an improv friendly culture to begin with. And so when they start implementing improv into their experiences and and daily work, I am so excited to see how much more the company then grows by implementing that. That's going to be awesome. I'm excited to see that too. (laughs) Any final thoughts or advice for somebody who's like, I have a big dream and I just, just not sure how to do it. <laughs> I, I think that, you know, we hear so much about the success stories, which we always want to hear. And maybe not so much about the times that are a little bit more challenging And so I guess I just want listeners to understand that, you know, every entrepreneur goes through their challenges and it's a process that's going to teach you more about who you are. It's going to reinforce resiliency and just keep believing in what it is that you believe you're here to do and trust the journey. It's not going to look how you anticipate it will like 90% of the time. So, but if you're open to how it is going rather than stuck on how you think it has to be, things are going to move for you. So, you know, be open, be curious, remain resilient and just, just keep going, keep going. I love it. And with that, we're going to wrap up the show. Thank you all for listening. Make sure to check out Lainey's next interview. Lainey, give us your website real quick for somebody who's like, I got to check out this improv thing. (laughs) So, yes. (laughs) If you would like to get in touch with me, my website is www.improvalchemy.com. 
and you can contact me there. And I would love to you know, share more information about how improv can serve you or your organization. It is a joyful, amazing, fantastic tool. And I encourage everybody to try it. Me too. I'm a huge fan of improv and it's really good for LOA. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, thank you, Lainey, for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. Absolutely. And thank you all for listening and go have a fabulous rest of your day. Thank you for joining us on the Law of Attraction Manifesting Success Stories show. To learn how to attract more money into your life, go to your favorite book retailer and order Cassie's book, Manifest, $10,000.